Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. So the Eagles at the Giants, we do have a slight chance of rain in this game. Not too high, though, and we're looking at about 10-mile-an-hour winds. We're currently sitting at a Eagles minus four line and a total of 44.5 points. I don't like much of the total just because of Daniel Jones. And then I don't really like it the other way because of Carson Wentz. Eagles minus four. It's a little low for me. I would have had them out at six and a half with all these players they're getting back. Exactly. I was thinking five and a half myself. I don't think I can hammer a four just because you're mad at yourself if it goes three. If you can get a dollar seventy minus three, I would take that. It's worth the value of taking the possible push there. Minus four, usually not too much of a push, but minus three happens quite a bit. I do like the under, but same as you, Wentz and Jones are very too much trick-or-treat, inconsistent up and down. Doesn't matter who else is on the field. They could throw for 300 yards or 180. Yeah, so I'm going to let you guys know here, obviously, get on to Black Swan Bets. This is where we release all of our best bets. If you get onto their smart stake, you see all the bets that we're making and the best ones to play with got a pretty good percentage on that so far this year last week we had four and oh on the sunday games until we got a late play on the sunday night football which did not go our way but we released four bets on the saturday we went four and oh on those i know a few people who multied the four and had an absolute cracker of a payday i'm going to tell you guys right here I had this down as a best bet if it could get down to minus three. And I've been looking at it at minus, I've been looking at this game constantly over the last two days. Refresh, 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 waiting for that minus three. I haven't seen it yet, which is why I am giving this one away on the show, because I don't think we're going to be able to get there to release it. Exactly. This is not going to be one of those best bets as we only do that for $1.87 and above. If you put them all in a multi, it is value with that $1.70 minus three as I think at minimum you're going to get a push there. Very unlikely the Eagles only win by one or two. It's going to be by three or more. I don't think the Giants are winning at harm. They have a terrible, terrible record in division in important games. Eagles have well lately yeah so the eagles have won the last eight games straight up against the giants they are 19 out of 23 since the 2008 divisional game 14 of those 23 games went over 45 points doug peterson since he took over the eagles they are 10 and 5 67 percent to the over as an away favorite I did not know it was that bad. I knew the Eagles were handling the Giants mostly, but that is ridiculous. You should be embarrassed as a Giants fan to get beat by a division opponent that many times. Absolutely. Now, let's look at Daniel Joke. Sorry, Daniel Jones. 
in his career, he is 4-0 and versus the Washington football team. 1-11 against everyone else. 1-11 against everyone not named Washington. See, I don't know what the semantics to that are. Do you have to call them the Washington football Redskins? Because part of that was the Redskins. I'm just going to leave that one. I have many, many things I could say on this matter, but I think I would have to change our podcast to explicit. Yeah, I was trying to beat you on that one. Sorry. (laughs) So the Giants in general over those last 32 games, 5-0 versus Washington, 2-22 versus everyone else. <laughs> that is incredible. Top five pick is so painful to have two years in when he's not performing. What do you do next year? You have um, to draft quarterback if, if he's there. It just depends on where you end up. Obviously, Jacob Fields, Trevor Lawrence, if one of those guys is there, you take them. I don't know if I can get to the window on the other guy who's the uh, NC, NC State guy, Trey Lance. Yeah, I liked him when he was sitting around that mid-first round kind of area, but they're now talking about him as a top five, top seven pick. I don't think the value is quite going to be there for him at that point. And to be honest, around that four to six Point is where I think the Giants are going to be drafting. I think both Lawrence and Fields are going to be off the board one and two, which There's is no way anyone else goes one or two. No way. No. And now, don't get me wrong. If you're picking in the top six, you've got great value in this draft because there's four other players that I really, really like as blue chip talents. Exactly. The Giants are going to need a quarterback. This draft is very similar to last year's draft. There's a lot of talent. This is a great thing for the NFL moving forward, even with the pandemic going. There is heaps of talent coming into the league every year, the last few years. Now, here's a great thing for the Eagles. In this game, looking likely to play, that didn't play in the last game against the Giants. Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, Lane Johnson, Isaac Simalu, Alshon Jeffrey, potentially Jason Peters, all looking to play where they did not play in that last matchup. This Eagles team is finally getting healthy. In their last five games, they won in San Francisco. They lost close games to the Steelers and Ravens. Most teams in the league are going to lose those. Then they beat up two divisional teams. This team's getting a bad rep, but they're starting to come right. They've always had good coaching that makes interesting decisions at times, but the coaching's going to be good. And now that they have a bit of depth, if Lane Johnson does get injured in the middle of the game for what seems like the fifth week in a row, they're used to it by now. I really, really like Dallas Goddard over. It's only at 39 and a half. There are so many people coming back and you don't know what snap percentages are that I think I'm going to go under on Fulgham, even though I really, really like how he's been playing. Oh, I completely agree. 
Uh, Fulgrim is going to be like Chase Claypool when all the Steelers receivers came back and all of a sudden he had a negative yardage game. I completely agree with you on going under on Fulgrim this week. I personally like Evan Ingram. I've been taking tight ends against the Eagles most of the season. I like his receptions going over three and a half. I think that's got great potential there. Now, other ones that I don't mind here are, if the matchup goes the way I think it's going to go, Darius Slayton over 38 and a half receiving yards versus Avante Maddox. Now, this one is matchup, definitely matchup variable. If he goes up against Maddox, definitely take Slayton. If he ends up going up against Slay, stay away. I do so, want to talk about something very exciting that Bet365 has a few other sites I've seen now have live player props. So you can actually see if you're getting the matchup you want early in the game and then act accordingly. So with these ones where we say, look at the matchup, you can actually do that now, Uh, especially on Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. I don't know about uh, the Sunday day games. I'll have a look this week. That is great to know. It looks like I need to reactivate my Bet365 account. I did during the game last night to bet the Tannehill under in the second half and made some of my money back. (laughs) Now, another one here, I haven't got a number for it, but Sterling Shepard versus Nickel Roby Coleman is a good matchup for Shepard. I wouldn't be taking it if it's more than about 44-45. I think the value comes underneath that. But Roby Coleman has not been as good as he has in previous campaigns. It's all starting to catch up to him a wee bit here. So I would get on to Sterling Shepard if you can get a low enough number. Slot cornerbacks are so odd that some can play until they're 37 and then others are out of the league when they're 28, 29. Absolutely. Now, one that I did see that looks a little low for me is Carson Wentz passing yards over. Correct. Getting over 246.5 looks pretty good for me here. Agreed. I don't know how many touchdowns this team's going to score. Giants are pretty good on run defense, which kind of affects things in the red zone and some of the play calling in the red zone as they like to do those option routes and RPOs in the red zone. So I see some yards happening in this game. That's why I'm fading that tote. I've written both down. First, I wrote under 44. Then after the stats, I wrote over 44 is probably a better bet, but going to be a fade for me. Absolutely. One more thing that I like, uh, Wayne Goldman is very talented. If he gets the opportunities, he's going to be able to run against an Eagles team that's above average run defense. Absolutely. They did just put Devontae Freeman onto IR, so he is not going to be playing at all. Alfred Morris came back from the dead a couple of weeks ago to have a decent game. So just keep an eye on him to make sure that he doesn't steal too many of those snaps. Exactly. And Alfred Morris hasn't been good for quite a while now. They're just bringing him in as another body and seeing if he can push Coleman 
Bowman didn't run very hard the last few years, but he's been running very, very hard the last few weeks. Now, thanks for listening to another episode of the Big Appel Collective, brought to you in association with Black Swan Bets. We hope you enjoyed our content. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our page so we can continue to bring you more amazing videos.